0: You're listening to the Fixing the Fix podcast, the show that brings you personal stories about mental health and addiction, along with insight from experts in the field. I am your host, Heather Rhodes. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to the first episode of Fixing the Fix. I'm so excited to be here today, helping all of you out there who I know are so desperate for this kind of information. You see, I've had a passion For so many years, because of my own experience, to share my story concerning mental health and addiction with you. Because of my experiential background, my professional background, and hearing other people's stories over the years who wish they would have known so much of this sooner and had the help that they were so desperate for, for their families. I've had a desire to share my story to help each one of you who are desperate for help with addiction and mental health issues or the person in your life who suffers with them or maybe you personally. I have experienced what you may be going through right now and many other situations in life around someone who has a mental health or addiction issue. What I can share with you is that The fix that you want for this person in your life who has the addiction or mental health issue, who tends to be the person where all of the focus is on them, is really not going to help them or you, until you make a change first. It's not easy to make this change, and the process can be long and take time, but I can tell you you're worth it. I'm speaking to many of you who are in different relationship roles in your life, but who all have the same common denominator, which is that you really love someone who is suffering with mental health or addiction. You could be the spouse of that person, their child, their teenager, young adults, mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunts or uncles neighbors, employers, or a friend, or anyone else who has someone in their life who you care about desperately, and you're affected deeply because of seeing them suffer so badly and feeling hopeless, you've probably began to feel hopeless as well. I was affected by mental health and addiction for most of my life. As a child, I was a wife and a mother also. And today, as a counselor, I hear so many stories of people that are, and this also affects me because I care about them. My lived experience with addiction and mental health issues caused me to live a life of total dysfunction as I'm sure that you feel you're living sometimes just really unbalanced each day. A roller coaster ride full of chaos, repeated patterns of unhealthy relationships with people that you love, but maybe you don't feel loved back. And I thought I could fix them if I loved them so much. But this continued to cause broken relationships, failed marriages, emotional pain, my own illnesses, because this takes away from you physically too, and emotionally, and spiritually. So spiritually, it caused losses of sanity at times. But let me tell you, I thought that this kind of life was normal, actually. And how most people lived until I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired and wanted to change the course of my life in a more positive and peaceful direction. One day, I had a counselor that pointed her finger in my face, and she told me, you are just as sick, if not sicker, than the alcoholic. And this was shocking to me, because I always thought that he had the problem. I know that many of you in your daily life observe or hear from your loved one many things, and they change from minute to minute and daily. And you may hear statements like, I'll stop drinking, I'll stop using drugs, I'll get help for my mental illness, I'll get better. And you see the behaviors of them continuing to stay out, not answer their phone, ignore you, staying in bed all day, and the list could go on and on. The pattern continues and we begin to lose a quality of life that we deserve. What you may not be thinking is that you do deserve a better quality of life. And whether this person chooses to have one or not, that you still do. So many conversations with them, you think there will be change, and it just gets swept under the rug. Or there's this thought, if we don't talk about it or acknowledge it, it'll just go away until the next crisis happens. Then we desperately want that quick fix So we don't have to experience that kind of trauma, fear, worry, or pain again. And the cycle is constantly repeated. This is called insanity. And I can promise you, you will feel like you're the crazy one. Many of you listening, you may have made yourself believe that, unfortunately, you don't deserve any better. Or that you're not worthy of more I'm going to ask you to observe your current behaviors and really think about your emotional state. If I had to guess, you were doing things like checking up on someone that you love, resisting making a change or setting boundaries out of fear of a negative reaction from them, wondering where they are, or going through their stuff looking for evidence of drugs or alcohol because they told you that they stopped or that they didn't drink last night, smelling their drinks to see if there's alcohol in it, staying up all hours of the night waiting for a text or call. Maybe you were anxious when the call comes because you wonder what condition they're in or possibly you don't get the text or call at all. And so you wonder where they are, you lose sleep for days, or you drive around looking for them for hours to not find them. If you're an employer, you may be doing some or all of these things and wondering if work got completed or if they showed up to a meeting or if they made it to where they were supposed to be to meet a client. Can you relate to any of these situations? How are you feeling about this right now? And have you even cared to think about yourself or to identify your own feelings because you were caught up in this for so long? You probably have feelings of anxiousness, confusion, being stressed out, feeling betrayed, angry, sad, Know you're being lied to, yet still question yourself and want to believe that it's not possible that this person would lie to you. You're tired, nervous, panicky, worried, often have feelings of imminent doom. And you and I both know that this list could go on and on. Again, I want to tell you that this life is not normal And you deserve a better quality of life. And I don't want you to spend as long as I did figuring this out. Some of you, like me, may have kids involved in this cycle with you who live at home and witness you in this sad state and see their parents suffering. And a lot of times, you know, we think kids, they don't understand they're not aware that this is going on and it's not affecting them but i can promise you that you're not sheltering them and that these storms that they're going through in their lives are really affecting them i can tell you from personal experience that they have worries fears they're angry they're sad they're losing sleep and the worst part of it is young kids make up their own stories about what's going on in their little heads, and the situation can be much worse for them. Children also believe sometimes that in situations like this that it's something that they did to cause it to happen, or that it's their fault in dysfunctional families. When we don't talk, we don't trust, and we don't feel... There's no real open and honest communication with each other, vulnerability, our connections in their relationships. The family becomes lost. And it's really sad because kids and family members don't have fun anymore. The kids in these situations don't feel safe, and they aren't able to trust the security and safety in their own home. They don't feel heard, validated, understood, and what's worse, they don't feel loved. The sad thing in these situations with children who are not able to be heard or have a voice in the situation need help And they don't need to be living this way either. And they need so desperately for their other parent, their grandparents, aunts or uncles, friends, someone to step in and to help them and to get them out of this kind of situation. Because it's very unhealthy for them and the consequences are long term. I can tell you from my own personal experience and hearing so many stories from families in my professional experience as a counselor, everyone in a home where untreated mental health issues or active addiction persist feel unimportant and they're put on the back burner and they're not taking care of themselves because the focus is typically on the one with the problem. I want to be sure that you understand that mental health and addiction are much bigger than you are and that you will not be able to fix someone else's situation without help. There are support groups, mental health professionals, interventionists, rehabilitation facilities, and teams of people, including addiction, doctors, who can help. I know that you would take these kind of steps for somebody who has cancer or diabetes and most other illnesses. And mental health and addiction needs to be treated the same way. It's time to stop making it a stigma in our society and to have empathy and compassion for those that are suffering with mental health issues and addiction. I want to save you years of dealing with the struggle and the lasting pain and trauma, it causes everyone who is a part of it. Please save yourself and those that you love wasted time, missed birthdays, missed anniversaries, useless arguments and time. You won't be able to get back with your kids because you're so focused on helping someone who has a problem that you can't fix And missing out on time with friends and family members, special occasions, because you're so worried about this person who won't get help. In recovery, we refer to the three C's of addiction. And those are, you didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. Looking back over my life, I can't believe I really thought I had that much power. You may be thinking the same thing now because you realize how hard it really is. I want to share with you a few things that helped me get out of this cycle, and I hope that it will help you too. Number one is I learned that I needed to understand and accept the fact that I can't fix addiction or mental health issues no matter how much I love someone and I'm able to see that their life can be better if they would just stop using and get help. It's important that you also realize this as soon as possible. Number two, I came to understand that I had to ask for help. At the core, I'm a helper and a fixer, and I'm codependent, and I didn't think that I needed help or to rely on anybody else. And it was hard for me to ask for help. But ultimately, I had experienced enough pain finally and had to ask for help and support from experts who understood what I was going through. And then I began to find all of the resources that were necessary to be free of this pain. In these groups, I met wonderful people who were able to help me and who shared similar stories and had also suffered. And when we're a part of a support group, that's just what it is. We understand that we're not the only ones going through this. Number three, and I believe the real key and game changer for me, was that I believed that I had to live a better quality of life. And I knew that if one person in the relationship didn't make a change, then nothing would change. So I had to be the change. I hope you will join me on this journey to live a life free of being the one who feels like you need to fix others. I hope that you'll begin to take care of yourself better and understand that it's okay to ask for help and that change and healing in your relationships with time and help and recovery really is possible. I want to leave you with a question. What are you trying to fix? Thanks for joining us this week on Fixing the Fix podcast. Be sure to visit our website, FixingTheFix.com, where you can follow the podcast on Apple or your favorite podcast platform, so you'll never miss a show. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember to take care of yourself and don't lose hope. We are here to help you fix your fix.